How's it going, everybody? This is me, Chewy, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And I am once again joined by my good friend Monica. Hi, guys. All right, Monica, so we got some sort of a weird movie in our hands here. Yep. At least I thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was definitely weird. Um, so I guess I'm going to give my impressions first this time because I always give you the honors, but this time uh, I'm. Well, I, I will give some of. Or, save rather some of those impressions for the next segment which is of course the critique segment but just real quick i was kind of lost in this movie okay as to what they were trying to accomplish i mean i, I understood the plot and the story mm-hmm. but i was at the end i was like what were they trying to accomplish with this film like what, what was the main thing but uh i don't know i mean I, I'll, I'll ask you the questions and hopefully you can answer them for me <laughs> okay because i have a lot of questions about this film more than i have commentary but how about you what do you think do you like it do you not like it um, the first time around, I did like it, but then I watched it again, and I was like, okay, well, I didn't like the ending. The ending was stupid. Um, and then the second time that I watched it, it just looked really corny, like <laughs> with like with like a more like um, what's the word like analytic perspective. Okay. I was like, ugh. Like, I mean, it's it's basically making fun of. In a sense, right? Like all like the typical horror movie tropes or whatever, and it it was everything. It's like what that girl said. Like basically, it was a horror movie with like everything, like everything that happens in like scary movies bundled up into one. He was like basically copycatting different famous horror movies. Like you saw a little bit of everything, and it was it was okay, but eh, I wouldn't <laughs> watch it again. <laughs> all right, so we'll definitely get into that. More in depth for sure in our critique segment, but for now, Monica, let's remind our listeners of our social media accounts. We yeah. have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS. Our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS, and you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com. Alright, and we have our Letterboxd under Myths Behind LGDS, and Letterboxd for the Uninitiated is a sort of movie blog type of website in which you can review movies you can comment on other people's reviews you can make lists of movies that you like that you don't like or anything really and once again yeah that is under myths behind lgds feel free to add us under we have our tiktok which is under myths behind legends and i'm hoping to do more creative content under once i get the hang of it nice <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing cooking videos for uh, <laughs> and, and I've other, seen that. Yeah. other random stuff and actually i just got an air fryer the other day for the first oh. time Nice. So I'm probably going to feature that in one of the upcoming videos. <laughs> cool. I've been wanting one of those and I never got one. It wasn't that bad, actually. I thought they were more expensive. They're and... cheaper now because they're more common. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some on Target, you know, your favorite store ever in the entire universe. Oh, I... yes. I love that store. <laughs> <laughs> and just a quick story, just real quick. I went there with my mom the other day and my mom was like fascinated with everything. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> I guess it's it's all women that are fascinated with this tour. <laughs> An- another victim. <laughs> so yeah, I mean we went we went there with a purpose specifically trying to find an air fryer and we find that one. We found mm-hmm. that one for I wanna say about a hundred bucks maybe. Nice. So it's not too bad. There were some that were a little bit less, a little bit more. I think the most expensive one was like three something, but I was like, I don't need that, I'm not a professional Right, air fryer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the Ninja brand that was like three hundred bucks. But... Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying that one out and maybe sharing that with you guys on TikTok. Cooking is one of my passions, by the way. If you mm. haven't noticed, besides music yeah. and podcasting, uh... 
and drinking. I, that'll, that'll probably be my right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, <Hobbies>. the poker. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and then after saying all that, we do have our infamous website, which is under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot mailchimpsites.com i like the little well i was, I was <laughs> waiting for you to cheer my friend which you for the always night? do oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> but i'm writing I, i'm writing some notes That's i guess it. you were bobbing your head a little bit too too much you were too focused on that so that kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoops all right so uh, yes, let's go ahead and take a little break and we'll go right into our critiques segment in which we're gonna talk about whatever the hell happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can make sense out of this and if not, you guys can help us. You can contact us in our social media, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay, Monica and the audience and myself, we are now at the critique segment, which is the part of the episode, my friend, in which we try to analyze the movie from a critic type of point of view, as far as the shooting of the movie, the music, the score, the acting, the plot, etc. Right? Yes, sir. So, as I prefaced in our introduction, I was rather confused as to what the hell this movie was about. <laughs> I understand, like, you brought up the point that it was trying to be kind of meta as far as self-aware and making fun of tropes. Yes. But I personally feel that it doesn't do it very well. I don't know what you think. No, I, I didn't think so either. It was very... I watched it once, and then I watched it again the second time because I wasn't completely paying attention the first time. And <laughs> the second time around, I started noticing, like, first of all, that cabin was way too clean. <laughs> the little house. I was like, why is there no dust anywhere? Why does it look like it's literally like a set? And then the story was like, oh my god, how coincidental that they just happen to go into a house that's creepy, that has this whole history behind it, and there's like all these random paintings and like or pictures or whatever of these creepy people in the middle of nowhere, and also why was there that big light that that post with the lights oh yeah like it, it was very staged you know and i and i started noticing it like i already knew what was gonna happen because i had already seen it once it was very like mm, staged and a little cheesy the second time around mm -hmm. uh so yeah i i i had i had questions the second time around. i was like well what the <laughs> hell's going on like why is this so you know, it's so convenient. Like, where's this guy getting all these props? And, like, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start by, by, I guess, the good news first, and because there's a whole bunch of bad news about this movie <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. But the couple of things that I did, like, uh, the sound design was okay. I mean, there's some interesting choices as far as the sounds that they use for the suspense building. The 
I guess the instrumentation, it's very minimal, but it's effective, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also thought some of the scenes were shot in a very interesting way, as far as a yeah. perspective. I mean, I'm not a film student or anything like that, but it looked like somebody was actually, they knew what they were doing with the camera <laughs> for, mm-hmm. as far as uh, the angles they were shooting and, and the, the shots they were, they were making, they look kind of creative and effective. And I, I like that, not throughout the entire movie, but at, at specific points. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the couple of things that I would say that are positive for me about this film. Yeah. Because now going into the negative stuff, I don't like any of the characters. I, not even Lisa, not even the main character. I couldn't really sympathize with any of them. I mean, and it's, I mean, well, she's pretty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay. she's got that. She's got that going for her. I mean, she's really pretty, and she was the other girl, the, the blonde girl. Oh yeah. But uh, as far as it's because of the the acting, I think the okay. character of of Elisa or Elise herself was okay. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this girl wasn't really giving it her her best, as far as really? as per, I, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm I'm just completely biased about this movie because I, I you know, full disclosure, I didn't like it at all. I can tell, and I think you are being biased because she did pretty good. <laughs> I, I thought she handed up a little bit too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's pretty. I mean, I'll give her that ad. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh. Um, you know me. I fall in love with every pretty girl in movies. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, serious, like, talking seriously, I mean, I, I'm not trying to... I don't know, dude. I, I just didn't like any of them as far as... Well, her, like I said, her backstory is, is okay. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the acting wasn't there. And the other ones, I mean, the the redhead bo- uh-huh. uh, British boyfriend, I, I hated him the first second that I saw him on screen. He was like, oh my god, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> And wow. the doctor was kind of a douche throughout yeah. the movie, so he was very really unlikable. Mm-hmm. And the other girl, the blonde girl, she was just kind of there. I, I feel like they didn't really give her too much to work with. No. So I don't think that's her fault specifically. Or, I mean, she kind of tried to do what she could with with whatever little they gave her to work with. Yeah. I feel like. So that's why I feel like her character, I mean, I, I couldn't really get into, it, into into her character because I was like, well... All that I know about her is that she's trying to open her business and like she and her boyfriend have a TikTok and they do weird right. dances and that's about it. But being honest, a lot of movies that I like from my childhood don't really have any character development either. So then what is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you have seen any of the of the Jason movies, they don't have any yeah. character. I mean, any there's, a back, there's barely any backstory too for any of the characters yeah, yeah. it's like yeah we're, we're driving to the camp we're kind of just talking in the car about who we are for two minutes yeah and then we get there and we all get, get killed one by one slowly that's true <laughs> so i don't know i i was thinking about that when i was watching this movie i don't know if, if you had that kind of i don't know i don't want to call it an epiphany but where it's like why am i not liking this movie but then other movies that i like have similar things that are not right about him and i still like them I mean, I I I didn't not like it in the beginning. Like the first time I saw it, I thought it was pretty interesting until the ending, because that was really corny. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that part. If they had left it where she just goes into you know the water and it's like whatever, like that would have been fine. 
but the fact that they had to include all the other stuff and it was self-aware, I was like, uh, y'all didn't have to do that. That wasn't necessary. I get the point, but it wasn't necessary. Because you kind of already covered that when she discovered what was going on. Uh-huh. You know, there was no need to add that little last section where this guy is actually going through, like, what was it? Um, blood flicks or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you didn't need to do that. Like, there was no point for that. Anyway, I liked Elisa's character. Like, the main girl, she was she was fine. The other ones were very basic and flat. And then the guy, the main guy, Fabrizio, I didn't like that guy. Like, oh, he was yeah. really annoying. I mean, that's the point of his character, right? But, like, it was just, he was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of like, I, I, I didn't like him either as a villain. Yeah, and... I was waiting for him to die. I was like, when is he going to die? Like, can he die already? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, you know, full disclosure, we don't have a know that enemy segment because I don't feel that this guy qualifies for that. He's just kind of lame. Wow. <laughs> That's how uh, you, you know that I, I I'm I try to be impartial and I try to give stuff a chance and I try, to, but with this movie I don't know why it is that I didn't like it. I don't hate it. Uh huh. But would I watch it again? Probably not ever. No, I mean there was technically like four villains. I mean, and I'm including the three creepy people as one. Um, but it was like them, and it was Fabrizio. It was a sister. Mm-hmm. Kiara, whatever her real name is. I don't know what her real name is. Um, and then the mom, who's a mafia lady, which was so her. I hated her outfit. I was like, that's so tacky. <laughs> like, really, you guys couldn't come up with some. She had to wear the pinstripes. Like, oh my god, no way. Like, oh, of course she's part of the mafia. And then the cops come and take her away. Like, it's like, oh yeah, she's connected to them too. Like, that was the connection to his little joke that he had about like people would tell him oh, you're in the mafia, and he was like, not everybody from the South is from the, is in the mafia or whatever. But he is. And, like, the second time around, I was like, wow, dude, way to put it out there that you're... as a joke, you know? And the only one who laughed in the beginning was his sister. Yeah. And then everybody started laughing. I was like, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was a... Oh, whoops, my bad. <laughs> I dropped my mic. You survived, um, my friend. <laughs> I survived, I survived. Um, but I mean, the the villains were really, I mean, that that great. I mean, that is true. I didn't really care for them either. Mm, They're very basic. And then watching it the second time around just kind of took away all that, like, mystery. Yeah. Because it was literally just, like, hostile. They were just torturing people. And then they try to tie in some, like, mythical thing, meaning behind it. My first question is, so now the mafia is living off of making torture horror films for the deep web or something? Is that where this yeah. is implying? It's like, do they not have anything better to do? Whatever happened to good old drug trafficking and, like, bribing the politicians and... <laughs> right, and getting money from businesses to protect them. I guess they have nothing to protect anymore. They're just making snuff films. I don't know, dude. I, I feel like it was a little bit too weird. Maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I, I, this movie is, is went over my head, and maybe it's like a like a intellectual type of stuff that I just couldn't comprehend because of my limited capabilities. No, it's not that. It's just I mean, it, it is. It is. It that does happen. Like people do make films like that, and people pay a lot of money because they like the thrill of seeing somebody die. 
it's different, obviously, than watching just watching like a regular horror movie because you're you're seeing somebody who's a real person who's dying on on camera, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more intense. So like I understand, and like I'm, that stuff does get sold on the dark web. Like I understand that being a thing, but like I understand as being a hobby, not like a big part of like the mafia. How broke are they? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Are all these people in the woods their family members? Like, their actual I, family? I they, know, like, who are those people? Where did they come from? They had that moment where they kind of... was like It was kind of like Midsummer where they make fun of her for the noises yes. that she's making. And I was yes. like, okay, so what is this? Why are they making fun of all... Or why are they uh-huh. making that reference when... And then they never explain who the people are at all? No, they don't. They're, she just says, oh, I take care of them. And that's it. And it's like, okay, well... And, and then they're waiting for her to tell them when to eat. Like, I think, and I know that that was a nudge towards that movie. Yeah. Because obviously this was made afterwards, but still, it was pointless. And it's like, how stupid are these people that they're like, going, like, mocking her? I'm like, you guys don't have brains? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it was so stupid. I don't know. I, again, I can't get my head, my head around this movie. I, I don't know what the message of it was. Me neither. And especially at the ending. Because when it's building up, I thought I was okay. It just looks like, like, yes, a classic horror story. No pun intended. Right. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. But then when they they start getting into the house and all these things start happening, and I was like, okay, something's off about this. Yeah. And they kind of try to make it seem like, oh, maybe they died in a car accident and they're kind of stuck in hell or something. Because I've seen movies that do that too. Yeah, it's like a purgatory, which he mentions. Yeah. The Fabrizio guy. So again, he's trying to kind of just make references to every movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But since his character is so unlikable, I just I, I didn't care about any of it. I was like, dude, like, no, just get this movie. Like, I, I was literally counting the minutes for this movie to end. Like, I was like, dude, when's this gonna be over? Yeah, dude. I, I was. <laughs> he he grossed me out. Well, first of all, he grossed me out the moment that uh, he came on screen where he was like, oh, Fabrizio's friends or whatever. Like his thing. I'm like, ew, bro. Like, who does that? You know? Like, that's so sad. <laughs> Oh yeah, I have like a thing for like and people online to like watch my stuff. Yeah, and then and then and he's all sweaty and like weird and then he, he looks like a creeper and then later when everybody's basically dead and it's just Elisa and him, he's like, Can I hug you? And then he tries to go in to like make it like a romantic moment or whatever, but she figures out, Okay, well, you're the only one who didn't drink and Somehow you're still alive. You didn't get taken. Why is it only me and you that have survived? Yeah. And then he starts calling her a whore, and I'm like, oh, what? Because she didn't want to kiss you? That's some incel energy right there. Calm down. <laughs> also, there was only three of these bad guys, right? Yeah. That are committing all this torture. There was four, five, six of them. They could have easily killed these people and gotten away. I like, guess, well, come I, I, on. In, in this movie's defense, playing devil's advocate, it was kind of established they were kind of supernatural creatures or, or something, or, okay, or mentioned or whatever. So right. maybe they were thinking, oh, maybe these, maybe these things really are demons or whatever. And they have powers, right? I mean, maybe, and that's kind of me stretching the, the, you know, trying to give this mm-hmm. movie too much credit for it, <laughs> too many points. <laughs> yeah. But they did mention that, so maybe the doctor was like, oh no, like we're not superheroes, we can't kill these guys, you know what? We're not, we're just humans, like. So, uh, you know, that, that's that's one thing that I, I guess I, I can understand why they didn't, but I see your point. I, I was like, dude, like, let's at least try something. Like, we're all going to die anyways. 
Also, what did they do with that guy's body, with Mark's body? Because like they 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 stab his eyes right with that weird ancient torture machine. Yeah. But then when they have them up on the stage, or whatever the thing, and they're doing the ritual, they still take out the other girl and the doctor's eye, and put it up on there. I'm like, didn't you all already have eyes mm-hmm. from the other dude? Like, why'd you have to get more eyes? There you go, plot hole. Come on, I thought that was already done. They already were halfway down the ritual. I think you just broke this movie, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't like, it was so cheesy when they have that scene where the before that Mark guy t- gets taken into the house, right? When they go there in the beginning and everything just turns red. Oh my God, it's red. I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh yeah. Something bad. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, he has a rifle. I didn't see a rifle. I didn't see any of those dudes have a rifle. I'm like, a rifle where? And I saw it twice, and I never saw the rifle. I, maybe I wasn't looking properly. I don't know, but I didn't see the rifle. Because that's what he says so that they don't rush out there and try to save him. Yeah. Like, don't do it. They're dangerous. And, I mean, well, moving forward a little bit with the movie, I, I agree with everything you're saying, for, for the record. Yeah. You know, I, I was wondering about all these things myself as I was watching mm-hmm. this movie. Like, why are this... They're sending a siren. Right. And why is this pole lighting up the place? I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, I just Maybe I just didn't get it, but um, I don't know. So then yeah. my, my next question would be, well, after they killed everybody mm-hmm. and they had done the ritual, so to speak, whatever, which is apparently meaningless because it's just a movie. or a, a, It's exactly. a movie within a movie. So, I mean, just... Yeah. So... The ritual meant nothing in the sense that it wasn't really meant to do anything as far as uh, it was just for for show. Right. It didn't have a deep purpose except shock value the, the violence, for the yeah. movie that this guy was doing. Yeah. The, the deaths and the violence, yeah. Right. So it wasn't really meant to, I guess, open any portals or anything. It was just a for show. It was like a, like a glorification of violence. That Which, they know of. Maybe they did something that they didn't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not that there was anything wrong with glorifying violence in the movie, but it's just like, I mean, I just didn't like this. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> after that happened and they kidnap the girl, the main girl, mm-hmm. why was she left unattended? There was no guards in the house where she was held being, like, like when she was tied to that chair and like the nails were in her hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the point of that? She got out and there was nobody in the looking looking out for her. There was no people around. She was kind of just put in this place. Left there. And, oh, she's going to sit there, like, quietly. And she's not going to do anything. There's no way that she's going to try to escape by, you know, she's those nails are really in there. Like, I doubt she's going to slice her hand up just to get out. What did they think was going to happen? There was so much space, you know, and yeah, it's going to hurt. But somebody who wants to survive is going to do anything to get out. And why did he take her ring? What was the point of that? Oh, the 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 one. The her strawberry finger. ring. I think this movie was trying too hard to go for symbolism. Okay. And maybe that was like I control you, so I'm taking this memento of your friend from you, and haha. <sighs> yeah, it's mine now. So kind of, I guess, trying to show that he's in charge in a way. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm trying Dumb. really, really, really hard to play devil's advocate for this movie. Yeah. And I think that was the whole point of that, like, kind of like like a power move, like, oh, I control you, so I take away your, 
your memories of who you are because it's, that means nothing here. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. Shooting yeah, in the dark it was, here. It's kind of dumb too, though. <laughs> so she was left unattended. Right. She manages to sneak out of this camp or whatever it is, and there's nobody in the entire area. Nobody sees her get out. Mm -hmm. There's all these trailers of props and stuff, and she finds a real rifle for some a real gun for some reason, like like this yeah. old timey musket type of thing. Oh yeah. So I, I literally laughed, and maybe this sounds bad, but I laughed when the little girl was shot. Yeah, because, me too. Because dude, I she shoots back like ten feet back in the air. This chick, this little girl, was like. <laughs> It was like it was a grown-ass woman living in her body because, yeah. like, I love the scene where she just slaps her brothers. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I was like, this little girl has more balls than her own dumbass brother. She's the one running the show here, not him. Uh-huh, yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that part to me was hilarious. I was, I couldn't stop. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard <laughs> that I was like, dude, like, I, had to, I had to, like, get the laughter out of my system and then just, okay, keep, let's keep going, like, for a couple minutes. Yeah. So even thinking about it now, it's just... <laughs> It's funny. I know it. It was funny and like. I'm wondering what kind of gun would do that to anybody. It was it to be like, a shotgun, a shotgun. That's would what that she had. would that propel somebody back ten feet? In the, yeah. Okay, like I. I well, I, well, maybe there was exaggeration, but yeah, I mean, it does. <laughs> it does have a lot of force, you know. But it had to be like point blank though. This was like she was at a distance. I mean, kind of. It looked like it was at a distance. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think about this. So it's hard, pretty probably. close to the door, yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah, movie and then matters. the ending sequence, like I mentioned. Okay, so then she escapes because they have this area cordoned off and it's labeled as a military compound or something like that, so people don't right. sneak, snoop around. Mm -hmm. So she finds this beach full of people, and again, the symbolism here is that nobody helps her, but everyone's on their phones recording. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, sadly, I guess that's kind of true in a way. People are more worried about getting likes and. Yeah. But realistically, somebody would have ran out yeah. there and been like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then also, she's got all these cuts, dude. She's bleeding, right? She's busted. Who goes into water full of salt <laughs> and just chills in there? Also, it's an ocean. There's probably sharks. Like, <laughs> why would you go? And all this blood is just floating off of her. I'm like, dude, do you want to die? Like, for real? Like, come on. Jesus. Well, yeah, that was kind of weird, too. I mean, just her going to the water. And her mom's all pissed, texting her, Where have you been? Why aren't you answering your phone? You're supposed to get an abortion. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. I was like, okay, like, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that happens. That's the way the movie ends. I mean, she basically escapes. And she yeah. comes across this beach resort type of place. And nobody helps her. Everyone's just recording on their phones. Which I guess was kind of like, like again, a symbol of how people are just worried about themselves and the likes and desensitized too. That's to kind of true in a way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. eh, you know, but I, it was just too much, I think. And like you said, I think somebody would have rushed and asked her if she needs help or call a doctor mm -hmm. or, or some something. Right. So then she goes into the water, and then she kind of, I guess, it's implied that you know her baby's gonna survive because she's she's kind of like cradling, holding, yeah, yeah, holding her her own womb, whatever. So then you thought, okay, it's, it's kind of a poetic ending in a way. It's, it's okay. And then they cut into that after credit scene where they are downloading the movie into Bloodflix, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. And I think it's implied that, you know, because it seems to be like a dad watching this and you hear kind of a voice in the background. Dad, oh, come yeah. over here, help me with this, whatever. So 
I think once again, this movie is trying real hard to make a symbolism of like, oh, even normal people were messed up in the head. You never know. Who right. <laughs> even a dad is gonna watch a woman carrying a baby almost die. Yeah, but then it's weird because he doesn't watch the whole movie. He watches like one scene and he's like, I don't like this. Thumbs right. Down. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe, okay. Is that a symbol for maybe people like me who are getting too <laughs> yeah, I think high it and was mighty like, about horror? Like, we don't like this. Or, so. or he was like, you know what? This isn't gory enough for me. It's not intense enough for me. So eh, I'm going to pass. Like, it's not my type of movie. Uh, I think that's how I saw it. He literally just watched it one scene. Right. And he was like, <laughs> meh. It's not, it's not enough violence for me. I need more. And then he just was like, boo. I don't know. So uh, I'm ready to go. just kind of stop this because I'm like, ah, you know. <laughs> just talking about this movie is frustrating me right now. I, I have, I'm not oh, drunk enough for this. By the way, I'm wow. drinking, I am drinking St. Arnold's Juicy IPA tonight. Interesting. I'm drinking coffee. I shouldn't, but I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. It's just kind of a frustrating move for me to watch. I obviously didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to ask you, my friend. Uh, I was so frustrated that I could not think of creative units for this. <laughs> so, how many out of 10 man-child movie directors? I like that one. <laughs> how perfect. many out of 10 for you? I'm going to go with a 3. I'm going to go with a 2. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, we weren't too far from each other after all. Yeah. I guess I was more vocal in my in my hatred for this film. And your disgust. Yes. <laughs> but once again, that question lingers. Why do I like movies that are equally... I mean... You can't say that Friday the 13th Part 3 is a, a pinnacle of cinema. Like, you, you really can't. But it's because this movie tried too hard. Yeah. It tried too hard, and it showed. And it was just kind of like... it. it I don't know. The it other was movies... Yeah, I guess the other movies, are so they know they're, they're a horror movie, and they go for what they are going for. Right. They, they don't really yeah, try yeah, to... Yeah do any weird symbolism not that there's anything wrong with symbolism i like when movies try to be in or go more in depth about certain things but this one just didn't i don't think it was too forced yeah that's the thing that's what it felt like and i was just kind of like the whole movie was literally like equal to this dumb director guy his personality literally that's what it was it was too much exactly so all right so we (laughs) have averaged a two and a half man-child movie directors for this film. Wah. A <laughs> for sure a stay away movie. I would not yeah. recommend this. You don't all. need to watch it. It's not... and if, if anything, do what that guy did at the end of the movie and just kind of like skim through it, and then yeah, you're good. <laughs> watch the highlights on on YouTube or something uh, or uh-huh. whatever. But I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this to you because I would hate myself. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> all right. So that was our critique segment for this film. We hope you never watch this movie like we did. <laughs> <laughs> we did it for you, so you don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna take a little break and come right back with our academic segment after these messages. Alright, Monica, so now we are at the academic segment in which we connect the topic of the movie or film or whatever the case is to something from real life, correct? Yes. So the whole premise of this movie was that this guy felt that people in Italy were not horror fans anymore. Mm-hmm. 
or that they had never been for that matter I, I think I, I maybe I I don't know but the point is there's a scene in the movie where she says oh people in Italy don't care about horror films anymore blah blah whatever yeah so I thought well I've always heard about the Italian school of horror films and I am kind of embarrassed to say that I haven't seen any of the films that, we're gonna, that, that uh, you hear about so I thought well let's let's go ahead and maybe do like a little list of uh, you know a few movies five or six that are considered to be classics of the Italian horror scene. Okay. And most of these actually ha were made in the late mid seventies to late to early to mid eighties. So that was kind of a thing back then in Italy, I guess. The in that time period, the horror genre. So I found the list on ScreenRant.com, and the first movie they mentioned is a movie called Demons from nineteen eighty five. Okay. And basically, they say that this movie is not so much a straight-up horror movie, but it's kind of like a campy horror film. Because <laughs> they say the best scene of the movie is some dude riding in a motorcycle and carving up demons with a katana. What? <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the soundtrack for this, mind you, is a heavy metal song called Fast as a Shark by the band called Accept. And Accept is a, a German band, by the way, a German metal band. Okay. So picture this, there's this guy riding in a motorcycle, chopping up demons with a katana, and in the background, a heavy metal song is playing. I mean, that sounds cool to me. I don't know mm -hmm. about you. <laughs> yeah, that is very interesting, for sure. So, uh, I definitely want to check this movie out. I mean, they do mention that it's kind of campy, that not to expect too much, but I mean, I don't know, just for that one scene, I think I would put myself to Watch this. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a heavy metal fan, and I like weird stuff. Except for this movie, because, nah. The <laughs> classic horror story. <laughs> okay, so the next one they list, my friend, is something called, or a movie called, rather, Beyond the Darkness. And this is from 1979. So, this movie is about an orphan named Frank. And he convinces a nurse to help him dig up the body of his former lover. Okay. Because he wants to apparently bring her back to life. So this scenes or this movie rather features scenes of disembowelments, eye gouging, throats being cut, stabbings, and torture. Perfect. That sounds something you would watch. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't mind. You know, I'm not really a big fan of movies like Saw, for example, or Hostel. Mm, in which I they... like the first couple of ones. Uh, uh, they did too many saws. Way too many. Yeah. In which, like, they specifically, like, they have a person sitting down in a chair and they, like, you know, break their arms or whatever. That, to me, that's a little bit, eh, you know, like, mm -hmm. that's not really my cup of tea as far as horror goes. Okay. But, um, uh, so, I mean, I, this sounds okay, maybe. I mean, I, I, I would, I want to check all these movies out for sure because, again, this, this is, like, the, what's considered to be some of the best of the Italian horror school. I will mention that I saw this movie, I forgot what it was called, and I actually, I have it. I own it. Mm -hmm. But it's about this girl that gets kidnapped by this dude, and he puts her through all kinds of stuff. As he tortures her, like both physically and psychologically. Okay. And it's with the girl from the girl next door, the blonde girl. You know that comedy about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's like uh -huh. a porn actress in, in that in that movie. Il Alicia Dushku. Wait, no, is that her name? No, that's a different girl. But that's I, the other her, one. Okay. Her name's Alicia something, or or, like, or Eliza Cuthbert. something. Cuthbert. Cuthbert. That's her name. Okay, yeah, yeah. That sounds more, yeah, more familiar. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So she's a the she's like a model in that movie, and it's kind of like this in which she's kind of just held in a room against her will, and she's being tortured by this guy, that's like apparently in love with her. So that's well, definitely not the best way to show that to a woman, sir. Definitely not. <laughs> so moving on, there there's this movie called Deep Red from 1975, made by what many people consider one of the best, if not the best, directors of Italian cinema, Dario Argento. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So in this movie, Argento holds no bars. Uh, there's people getting beheaded, according to this, you know, that I'm reading. Uh, people whose mouths are smashed against the corners of tables. Quote. Damn. <laughs> that sounds interesting. It does. Uh, heads severed by elevator doors. I mean, it's it sounds like an interesting film. I would watch. It. Mm -hmm. And apparently, the the Rio Argento had this sort of association with a band called goblin okay. because he would call them to score a lot of his films apparently and i've heard some of their songs and they're pretty cool they're really kind of like groovy and rocky and kind of trippy uh -huh. so i recommend anyone that likes that kind of stuff to check the band goblin out because they're pretty cool nice so the next one they list is another dario argento movie which is suspiria which is a classic and I, i'm oh, yeah. embarrassed my friend to say that i've never seen the original I have, but I don't remember it. I know it was really trippy, though. Yeah, and there was a remake recently, I think. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that I one. Haven't, just... I haven't seen the remake. Uh -uh. I'm not generally a fan of remakes, so I, I want to see the original first before I get to the remake. Okay. For sure. So, basically, this movie is about a coven of witches that <laughs> kind of, like, you know, does scary things. Ah. <laughs> so, there's scenes of people falling into razors. Sorry, razor wire, sorry. Nice. Uh, dogs eating people's throats out. Wait. Graphic stabbing. So it sounds like right up a rally, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, yeah, I, I am, again, for the record, embarrassed that I have never seen this movie. It, it's always mentioned as being one of the great classics of horror. Yeah. Not just in Italy, but just in general. Mm -hmm. The next one they list is something called Anthropophagus, which is basically a fancy word for cannibal. Okay. And this one was made in 1980. It's also known for its alternate title, which is The Savage Island. And mm. it's a zombie movie. Okay. And the most controversial scene in this film, I'm not going to say it because it's kind of weird and graphic and kind of... But it involves a zombie and a pregnant woman. Let's just say that. Interesting. Okay. So and there's a movie that I, that I, <laughs> I was given... Or maybe I bought it. I can't remember. It's called Automaton Transfusion, which uh, Automaton is a robot, mind you, or something. That's like. what I was gonna say. I was like, it sounds like something that has a robot involved. But no, it's about zombies. What? So there's a scene similar to what they describe in this, in which a zombie also attacks a pregnant woman. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe they're just kind of copy that scene, but from this film, Anthropophagus. So. I haven't seen that that movie in a while, the the Atomic Transfusion, and I have it. Maybe I didn't like it. I I, I forgot. I mean, it's been a long time since I saw it. But anyways, I just thought about it because it has a scene like this, like mm -hmm. what they mentioned here. And the next one would be called City of the Living Dead, which is also a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And this one's from 1980. And this one though is uh, it's got supernatural elements. It says that most movies of the time would feature zombies in a scientific context, as far as a virus or yeah which even now is kind of the, the way things are done mm -hmm. it's always about a virus but this one says that they have 
supernatural elements to them. So there's scenes that involve, you know, people using supernatural powers to cause people to bleed from their eyes and vomit their organs. So that sounds kind of sounds kind of weird and, and interesting. So apparently these movies are all pretty graphic. So I should have given a, a disclaimer. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it now. So if you guys yeah. watch these movies, be mindful of the fact that they feature a lot of gore and a lot of violence and if you're sensitive to that, well, this is your warning. Mm-hmm. Probably should <laughs> So, the next one, my friend, is a movie called Zombie, which, of course, it's with zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one was made by another classic director called, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I hope I'm not butchering his name, but Lucio Fulci. Mm-hmm. Who's another famous uh, director of Italian horror movies, and he's kind of trying to not copy, but kind of go in the same vein as George Romero was going with his dead movies, the zombie okay. ones, like Dawn of the Dead and, and Night, yeah. of, Night of the Living Dead. So this one has a lot of blood. It's what, considered to be one of the most bloody films ever made. Whoa. There's a lot of, of zombie carnage, and I want to watch this movie because it features a zombie wrestling a shark. I need to watch that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> What's the name of that movie? It's just called Zombie. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's from Italy and it's 1979. And the cover is some like like a weird decomposed zombie head with oh. maggots climbing out of it or something. That it's kind of weird. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so just for that one scene, I want to watch it. I want to watch a zombie wrestling a, a shark. Sweet. We need more of that in our movies, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one is called Zombie Holocaust, not to be confused with Cannibal Holocaust. That's a different movie. But this one called okay. Zombie Holocaust is from 1980. And this one is also known as Dr. Butcher MD. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically it's about a mad scientist that's trying to reanimate bodies and use them to control people. So basically he wants to conquer the world by creating zombies, apparently. Interesting. So, there's scenes about people getting their eyes taken out of their sockets and just zombie carnage in general. So, it's another one of those that's considered to be kind of bloody for its time. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, all right. So, then the next one is called The Beyond. And this one's another one by Lucio Fulci, who mm-hmm. we mentioned a couple minutes ago. And this one has scenes of crucifixions. Again, eyes being gouged out of their sockets. Tarantulas eating a man's face. That sounds cool. Whoa. <laughs> and the the most controversial scenes, uh, it features kids' heads being blown apart. Damn. So these guys don't mess around. Vicious. That's kind of taboo for now over here in, yeah. the, in the States. You, it would be really difficult to see a child being... I mean, it, it's done. Mm-hmm. Like it was done in what's the movie called that? Then like Hereditary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But it's not like shown on screen graphically, uh, right? Openly, it's I guess. Implied. Yeah, it, it's implied. I mean, you you kind of see the head in Hereditary in the, in, the, in the ground and everything, but yeah. I mean, this sounds like it's hardcore, dude. Yep, not for the weak. For yeah, sure. and and the other scene that's kind of notorious it's when a woman's face is dissolved by acid, so. 
Ooh. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. This is kind of intense, my friend. <laughs> so the next one, which is uh, you know number one on this list, which is Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. I've heard about this movie and I had a chance to buy it once. It was offered to me at a, mo- at a movie store because I always look for weird horror movies. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I would go to Hastings, for example, and buy a lot of the used films that they had there. Yeah. Or I would go to the the movie stores, the movie rental places, because when they were closing down, they would sell their inventory. Yeah. So one time, I can't remember what story it was, something here locally. And they had a copy of this for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I told the guy, do you guys, do you guys have any weird horror movies that nobody, like... Wants? <laughs> yeah, or whatever. And he's like, oh, we have these, and there's a whole bunch of them, and, and this is in the pile. Okay. And the guy's like, yeah, this movie's really weird, like, it's really graphic and whatever. And I was like, eh whatever so I, I i don't know why i bought it instead of that but anyways uh so the thing about this movie though is that it was really controversial because people actually thought the scenes were real oh it was so graphic and so quote-unquote well done that uh-huh. people actually sued the movie maker for killing people on screen damn but it was like no dude they're like you got you killed the actors and they're like no the actors they, they came into the courtroom that, that's that's the girl that's the guy that's, they're all here yeah <laughs> they're props yeah so i mean imagine okay how well was it shown on screen or how realistic did it look that people actually thought people got killed for real yeah i want to see that I mean, well, they do issue a warning here, though, that they do feature... I mean, the, the people survived, obviously. <laughs> they weren't put in danger. Mm-hmm. But they do have a lot of animal violence. So Aww. to be mindful of that, because the the scenes in which they... The animals were, were injured or killed for real. What? Yeah. According to this. Okay, never mind. I don't want to watch it. So, yeah, they do issue a disclaimer for that as far as if you are into animal stuff don't watch this because no if you if you have a heart yeah no don't watch the movie yeah so wow that's messed up i mean so now having gone through this list of my friend list my friend what do you think of i mean was this guy right in saying that italians were not into horror <laughs> definitely not they obviously like gory stuff and they're not really bound by the constraints of hollywood i mean their movies were probably not famous over here in the states Mm -hmm. for the most part they're probably banned dude to be honest (laughs) i would doubt it like too much too much too much violence we can't do that in the states i wouldn't doubt it if they actually were banned or put on some list or whatever like a watch list if you watch this movie like they put you on the the fbi (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, this person might might be unhinged yeah it keeps tabs on you so i mean i want to watch most of these movies i mean based on what the descriptions of, of this list make them out to be but yeah i mean the, i guess again this series of movies were made back in the mid 70s to early 80s so mm-hmm. it was the time span of maybe like seven eight years where they made this movies dude you know what i understand now why the he said the italians want more like they're already so desensitized to all this <laughs> stuff that they're like, no, I actually do want to see real people die. It's more intense. That's what I want to watch. So maybe he had a point and I just didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I was wrong in condemning this guy's a genius. He's a visionary. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I stand by my opinion. This guy's a douche. But um, <laughs> I, but I see what you're saying, though. I, I see, like, you know, when your directors are... They, they don't care about any constraints as, as the amount of violence they can show on, on the screen in, in a given scene. Mm-hmm. I guess that would make people... Like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what happened here, but more gradually with the slasher films of the 80s and 90s. I mean, by the time the 90s came around, people were like, eh, like, that's... It's overplayed. It's, it's 10 years of people, you know, getting killed by mass killers on screen. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, dude, it, it's it's kind of weird. And that kind of kickstarted that whole hostile thing where, like, it's what they call, quote-unquote, the torture porn genre. Yeah. Which also includes movies like Saw, for example. And I don't know, dude, I'm just not a big fan of that stuff, but eh, to each their own. I mean, that, it was it was interesting when it first came out, I guess, but now it's just kind of like, nah, not, nah I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah, so... Well, anyways, you got any comments on these movies or anything else to add? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I want to see that one zombie one, but that's it, like... The one with the shark? <laughs> yeah, that, I just want to see that scene. <laughs> You'll probably find it on YouTube, just Google zombie fighting a shark. Right, it'll yeah, probably pop up for sure. It's probably gonna look old, lame, dude. <laughs> I know, corny, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, for its time, it was probably kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of corny, just real quick, I mean, Mexican cinema, but Mexican horror films from the eighties and nineties. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen. Well, I I've seen some Mexican movies, like horror movies, but I I, I can't say that I have like a whole list of movies that i've seen really quick as a side note i was scared by two of them that i watched when i was a young kid i was maybe like 10 which one or less maybe younger than 10 it was one with with pedro fernandez pedro fernandez Uh uh-huh what yeah he He was in a scary movie he made a few of them a couple of them uh he made one that's actually kind of like a jason movie where they're kind of walking in a field and this guy is hunting them he's got a mask and everything what? Yes, it was weird, dude. And but it wasn't that one. The one that I got scared with was something called Vacaciones de Terror. Okay. In which he and his girlfriend's family goes into this. They buy a house in the middle of nowhere, and it's really uh, dilapidated. Everything's falling apart, whatever. And there's this well in which a witch <laughs> was buried. Uh huh. And so the little daughter finds uh, this possessed doll or something and she's she becomes possessed by the by the spirit of the witch wow so it's really i saw it recently and i was like oh my god i can't believe i was terrified of this it was just laughable dude but i mean <laughs> well when you're young you know you don't and then at that time yeah you know i was scared of the exorcist and i see it now and i laugh at every scene like <laughs> and i was i had nightmares for weeks so yeah and the same thing, I, I saw it when I was, like, older. So my friend showed it to me, and he was terrified of that movie. And then I watched it, and I was laughing the whole time. And he's like, it's not that funny. I'm like, it is. Like, if you look at the like the way that it was made back then, you know, it's kind of like to what we're used to now. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's not that it's not scary anymore. It's just funny. It's corny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually do like the remix of that for, for that. Yeah, for, me for too. The record. I mean, I... They were really good. The original holds a place in my heart because it's Tim Curry. Yeah. And I grew up with it. I watched it when I was like five or six when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was scared of it when I was a kid. But then I watched it again when I was a teenager and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But not scary. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing happens to me now. I watch it and I laugh because Tim Curry's 
<laughs> a riot in that movie. Yeah. And then the last movie that I was, or that I mentioned, but, you know, having to do with my personal story is that I forgot what it was called, but I think it was called El Hijo del Sheriff. Okay. Which is with Mario Almada, who's known, he's kind of like the, the Chuck Norris of Mexico. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a picture with him somewhere. Oh, dude, that's he awesome. went to, I used, I used to work at Papado's at this restaurant in, in McAllen or Far, and he went there. And oh, I saw dude. him and I recognized him because my dad used to watch his movies. And I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you for my dad? And he was like, yeah. So, yeah, I have a picture somewhere of awesome, that guy. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm talking about Chuck Norris in his, like, Walker, Texas Ranger days. In his prime. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like, because he wasn't like an action hero, but he was he was an action hero, but not like a, he wouldn't get into fist fights. He would just kind of shoot people. Like, yeah. And he was always playing a detective. And, and in this movie, he plays a sheriff. Mm-hmm. It's set sometime in the 1800s or early 1900s, and he's got a kid, and no, he's got, he has twins, and one of them dies, and then he comes back comes back from the from hell or something. He's like an evil child. Okay. So I thought that movie was really creepy and scary with the first time that I saw it, but I, and I haven't seen it since. So I mean, by now if I see it, I probably laugh, you know. But I want I want to watch those movies now. Yeah, it's called I think it's called El Hijo del Sheriff or something like that. So. El Hijo I'm gonna write that down. El hijo del sheriff. Yeah, so it's Mario Almada, of course, playing a sheriff because he's like Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, his movies, he he would shoot like 30 bullets out of a six shooter gun. I know, they all do that though. And it's like, uh, my dad always makes fun of it because he's like, I, they don't have that many bullets, you know, that's so fake. And I'm like, it's a movie, dad. It's a movie. Of course, it's gonna be exaggerated. Mario Almada, our Mexican Chuck Norris. But yes, uh, so that was our uh, academic segment in which we talked about Italian cinema and kind of proving the point that this guy was a douche all along. So, mm -hmm. no, sir, your movies are, are fine. Horror in Italy was always good, and you're just mm -hmm. maybe not aware of these or something, but no. Ah. All right. <laughs> all right, so we'll be right back with our special segment for this after this break. Okay, everybody, so if you are a constant listener to our podcast, you would be expecting the Know Thine Enemy segment for this, in which Monica and I would go more in-depth as to the motivations, the origin, the background of the villain of this movie, but given that the villain of this movie is just a, a loser dude that's like traumatized or something, mm -hmm. that is trying to make a living making snuff films. Yep. I don't really think he qualifies for that, to be honest. I don't think he's worthy of a segment for him for all of his... <laughs> We're going to strip him of that honor. <laughs> all of his own? I mean, because it's just a dude, like, trying to yeah. make movies in his basement or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... But he's got the power of the mafia behind him, so... He's got some power. I mean, yeah, but he's just a dude. Like, he, he doesn't have any... Yeah. Any... I mean, because, I mean, if you're a first-time listener, you're like, what, what, is he gonna talk, what are you talking about? Like, but... It's because in this segment, we normally would try to explore, okay, so this 
creature or this being whatever has these powers so where are they coming from like what can they do with them how can you stop them mm-hmm. right <laughs> you just have to shoot him <laughs> and this dude is like he gets you know he's uh, just a, a regular dude and he's kind of like crappy i don't know uh, you know yeah uh, so i honestly didn't feel like giving him an entire 10 to 15 minute segment all to himself was deserving yeah so because i, I think we talked about him for the most part, and the initial critique segment, I mean, he's just some dude. Yeah. He's, he's just a pretentious film student that has no uh, restrictions because his mommy's in the mafia, so. Yeah, so he's basically a daddy's boy, or a mommy's boy in this case. Right, yeah, mama's boy, yeah. So, I thought, well, what can, what can we do? Because I really couldn't think of anything to say. That, that was the, the reason why I decided to not do this segment for this episode, because I was like, well, what are we going to say about him? It's just a dude that if you hit him across the face, he'll fall. If you, like, trip him, he'll fall. If mm-hmm. He doesn't have any special powers other than money. Right. So I was like, you know, I, I can't give this guy the spotlight. So I decided, let me take the spotlight. <laughs> okay. I, you, yeah, you definitely deserve it more than this guy. I would do it because I'm a Leo. So, yes. <laughs> I want all the attention. <laughs> I want all the attention and I want it now. Please, 24-7. Yeah. Non-stop. And that is true of Leos, actually, I think. I think most Leos that I know are, are attention whores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you believe in that kind of stuff, I kind of read the Zodiac horoscopes, whatever, every now and then for fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really believe in them as far as, like, oh, my God, what does it say for today? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I read it. And How is it, my life going to go today? Yeah. And it's fun. It, it's fun to read that mm-hmm. stuff. But anyways, I decided, well... How about since in other episodes, my friend, in which we talk about folk legends or urban legends, we typically feature a song that I write? Yes. So I thought, well, let's do that for this episode as kind of an exception to the to the norm. Because, mm-hmm. again, normally I would do this for an episode in which we talk about a folk legend or a cryptid or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hmm, I got a song that's kind of scary sounding. Or not, I guess, kind of dark and heavy. And it kind of features or sounds like a song that would be featured in, in some sort of horror movie or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, and full disclosure, I'm about to release an EP with a song in app. <laughs> <laughs> so when that happens, I'll, I'll announce it to the world. But for now, this will be the premiere of that song. And it's called Forces of Nature. Okay. That is the name of the song. And I tried, well, it's kind of like... A dark and heavy song kind of like a storm or like a volcano erupting or something i don't know i'm just being pretentious here but <laughs> if you're not pretentious then how far can you go right true so so then are you saying fabrizio was in his right to be pretentious no because he was you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay he was going about it the wrong way got it i mean yeah, it's okay to be pretentious, like I said, but you need to make sure you're doing it right. Aye. Okay. <laughs> because this guy is just relying on his mom and his sister. True. He's not even in charge of his own project. Yeah, that's true. You're right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's trying to tell his sister, oh, it's going to be like this. And she's like, nah, that's stupid. No, nah, that's not going to work. No, nah, shut up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this guy has, like, no power, no control over anything. So, I was like... As opposed to me, who I have power and control over my music. Ah. 
<laughs> so, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's just play the song for the episode. And you obviously, my friend, have not heard it yet, but you'll hear it soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And basically, once again, it's a heavy, dark sounding song. And hopefully, you guys like it. It's all instrumental, by the way. I don't sing in my music because I don't think I can record music. I, I can sing a little bit. You've heard me. And yes. you, you seem to mm-hmm. enjoy my singing, which is cool. Thank you. You're welcome. But I don't feel confident enough to record an album singing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I so, get it. So I decided, well, let me just play guitar in this. It's just a bunch of guitar solos, but it sounds cool, I think. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be the official premiere of my song called Forces of Nature Up and Coming on the EP that will be released hopefully in a few weeks, which will be called Allies and Enemies. Um, be on the lookout for that on Spotify. Make sure you guys give me all the hits, likes, etc. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> shameless mm-hmm. plug. But anyways, uh, yeah, here's the song. Why not? And <laughs> here's the song. I hope you guys enjoy it.
Alright Monica, the audience, and myself, once again, look, sad face because we are at the end of our podcast episode, my friend. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly how I feel in my heart every time we end an episode. But we want to thank you guys for taking time to listen to us. If you are a first-time listener, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you come back for more. We got a library of about 50-something episodes. 59. This will be 59, actually. So close to 60, my friend. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) And we do hope you come back for more. Go back and explore our library of past episodes. But do not, and I repeat, do not listen to which one? Oh, the first one. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) until we give you the heads up that it's been remade and redone please stay away from that Mm -hmm. it's bad for your health don't do it (laughs) you'll get a phone call saying seven days on your Ah. (laughs) (laughs) on your phone Ah. (laughs) (laughs) but yes by all means go back and listen to anything but that and if you are a repeat listener thank you very much for being part of the faithful EMBL squad so Monica you got any shout outs for this episode Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I keep hoping for the day that changes, my friend, but it's okay. One day, one day. I am patient because, you know, that's one of my virtues. Uh, Not really, but it's you, so it's okay. (laughs) Okay. I get a pass. So I do have one shout-out. Normally I have more, but right now I only have one. I want to thank my friend Alex for working on the cover of the aforementioned EP that will be released soon. Uh, he's making it kind of like a steampunk western type of thing so it's going to be kind of cool I think and once again I will let you guys know when that releases and it drops so you can listen to it 24-7 and get me that coveted Grammy (laughs) (laughs) so Monica let's go ahead and remind our listeners of our social media accounts we have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS. Our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS. And you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com. All right, awesome. And we have our letterbox, which is under Myths Behind LGDS. And that is a movie type of blog in which you can go and review movies, interact with other users, and create lists of movies that you like, etc. So please do follow us under. We do have a TikTok, which is under Myths Behind Legends. We are still working on trying to figure out the kinks there, creating some fun and quirky content for you guys, because we know that's what you like under. <laughs> and we also have, Monica, our infamous website URL, which is under myths behind legends.mailchimpsites.com. Sweet. Awesome. So, yes, Monica, the time has come for you to give the hint for the next episode. What are we watching for the audience? Um. Well, all I'm gonna say is that we mentioned or mentioned it earlier, so you guys should have been paying attention. Chan chan chan. I wonder what it is. Ooh. <laughs> Since we mentioned so many movies, I'm, uh, now you have me on the dark too. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, I know which one it is because you told me, but <laughs> right mm-hmm. off off the record, off the air, whatever. Yeah. So looking forward to that one, actually. I definitely want to see that movie, for sure. Oh, yeah, me too. Duh. <laughs> I wouldn't have suggested it if I didn't want to watch it, Chewy. Right, awesome. So <laughs> thank you very much once again for taking the time to listen to our episode. We do hope you guys have a great morning, evening, car ride, 
but don't crash your car into a forest and be kidnapped by some failure of a movie director. Uh, stay away from those guys, please. Uh, and <laughs> until we see you on the next one, be good to everyone, to yourselves, and have a good one. Bye.